Hello, hello, and welcome back to Navigating Preteen Ministry. I slowed down this week. Hope that's good for you guys. I am beyond excited that you are here and that you are willing and looking to learn as a pastor, just like I am. And I hope that this helps. So today we've got a nice list of things to talk about. Um, I'm hoping to point out some probably pretty obvious, but hopefully helpful uh, criteria for volunteers in your preteen ministry. I try to be preteen specific, but also kidman volunteer, volunteer in general. These kind of fall in the same category. So we're going to jump into that. But first, I'm going to give this week's shout out. It's going to go to Volunteers That Stick by Jim Weidman. I'm going to have that in the show notes. I've been doing pretty well with that, so I hope that's uh, cool with you guys. But we're going to be shouting out and recognizing Volunteers That Stick. Uh, It's a great book that talks about volunteers and figured out. I mean, if we're talking about volunteers today, might as well talk about a great book on them. And so with Volunteers That Stick, he talks about how to build a volunteer team that is healthy, thriving, is able to retain volunteers. That's one of the biggest things that we struggle with in volunteer world of church is that we struggle to keep them uh, equipped and uh, prepared and we just have a high turnover rate. We're like a minimum wage McDonald's who just can't hold down employees. It's just kind of what happens. So check out the book if you haven't. Give it a read. It's really helped me in my ministry and as I prepared to start to lead a ministry, being able to understand how to cater to volunteers so that they are able to enjoy and grow and learn just as much. And now to dive in. I want to look at what attributes I look for in preteen volunteers. So let's dive in. Diving right in, our first and second point kind of coincide, so we'll kind of connect them. But our first point is you need people who like volunteering and like kids. That's a pretty no-brainer right there. But you want people who are actually enjoying volunteering and actually enjoying kids. So For example, your first scenario you might run into is somebody who's a teacher and thinks, hey, I'm a teacher. I'm going to go volunteer with kids. And the reality is they're just adding a sixth workday and it might not be for them. They might not actually enjoy volunteering with kids on that sixth day. They need a break. Some of my best Volunteers are teachers, but not every teacher is cut out to do that. So make sure that they enjoy volunteering. Another example is is somebody who might know that they need to serve, but might not be in the right spot or might not be in the right mentality, serving out of desire or need or feeling obligated to serve. And so what you end up having is somebody who's half-hearted or lackluster because they're not in the situation where they need to be. They either need to grow deeper in their roots with Christ or they need to be in a different area, right? You don't want the IV tech booth guy trying to lead a life group with students because that's not his gifting and he's just not meant to be there and that's okay. Hey, so you might find volunteers who just kind of get stuck there, think that's where they need to be. They're there on Sunday anyway, but that's not their spot. And you also, and this is the unfortunate ones, is the ones that are uh, volunteers who are volunteers because they enjoy the attention that they get. The reality is if you serve in ministry for any time, you're going to find toxic volunteers toxic for your ministry and relationships, um, who will abuse the willingness and the 
the easily attained attention found with students. Because the reality is, preteens will be friends with you if you talk about Fortnite for more than 10 seconds. They love older people, they desire connections, and so people can make those connections and they can abuse those connections. They can uh, lead out of a selfish desire to be seen and recognized, and instead of pointing people to Christ, they end up pointing people to themselves, and that leads to disaster. I've experienced that personally as an intern. We um, dealt with that with one volunteer, and the repercussions are bad, and so being on top of that. When looking for volunteers, make sure that you interview them well, that you have a process for that, and that you are able to uh, flush out and sift through anyone who is potentially seeking to serve out of a selfish heart because you don't want to have to deal with the repercussions. And with that, point number two, like I said, kind of connected is that they need to understand preteens in specific so, for example, you might have people who don't understand why preteens do what they do. If you've spent time looking into preteens, you are aware. Preteens are exploding, essentially, mentally. Their brains are melting and reforming in their heads. It's basically how dramatic their development is going on at that point. Um, and some people just don't understand that. They think the kids are being rude, or they just can't understand, and they can't connect, and they just... Some people just aren't fit to be with preteens. In fact, preteens are a pretty selective crowd, if I'm being honest myself. To understand how a kid went from uh, coloring in a coloring book to not talking and wearing a hoodie and super grumpy all of a sudden, it's just it's a lot of transitions going on. And so you might end up with volunteers who just don't connect. Maybe they're meant for a younger or older grade, and that's great. But be on the lookout for those. Uh, and like I said, they need to be able to connect. And that means keeping up with the times. And here's the thing, here's the thing. There's a difference between not keeping up with the times and not trying. I'm a 21-year-old college student. I'm still actively in college, and I can't keep up with these dang preteens. They are soaring at a rate that I cannot keep up with. Every time I think I figured it out, we've already moved on, and I just can't do it. And we can't do it. We can't keep up with preteens. They're an entirely different world than we were. If you want to know how real, listen to last week's episode. I kind of do a vent to that, but we just can't keep up. Um, but it doesn't mean we don't try. We don't try to understand the new game they're playing. We don't try to understand what they're talking about, what this new artist is, who's apparently some Norwegian DJ artist that I've never heard of. Like, what? But the kids are into it, and if they're into it, then we should try and understand it. And you will end up with volunteers who might not, who just don't want to, who think the good old ways are how it should be, or who are unwilling to connect with students. So be on the lookout for those people, because when they refuse to try and understand, they lose the effectiveness of their ministry. And lastly, with this point, they need to understand how to lead. Be on the lookout for volunteers who understand how to lead. Because you could have a great volunteer that's not willing to lead, and that can harm your ministry. And not leading may, may manifest itself in many different ways. You can have a great volunteer, but they might not participate in worship. Or they might tell an inappropriate or inappropriately timed story in small group. 
They might be distracting your groups or they're on their phone or they always try to be the center of attention. They're just generally not leading. And that can ultimately end up causing more harm than good in your ministry. Even if they're good in some areas, if they're not leading, like I said earlier, preteens need a leader. They need people to look up to. And if that person is sitting there with their hands in their pockets during worship, or always telling jokes at bad times, then the preteens will naturally pick up that behavior. That will affect your ministry. It will affect people around them. And the people that they look up to could end up being a bad influence. So these two tandem points, first and second, um, make sure that they like to volunteer and like kids and that they're able to understand them, that they can connect, that they can lead and be good examples. Point number three is that you want volunteers who are willing to learn. I'll take a poor leader who is willing to learn over an average or good leader who is unwilling to learn because we can grow poor leaders. We can't grow people who aren't willing to grow. So as long as a leader is willing to invest time um, and attention and willing to, outside of the, the walls of the church, willing to grow, then they can find a place in your ministry. Um, and that's where it falls on us as ministers to provide instruction and direction. Uh, even if it's hard, Proverbs 26 or 27, 6 tells us wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So we may have to say hard things. Um, we may even hurt feelings or disrupt people's ego. But like that verse tells us, wounds from a sincere friend, wounds from a, someone who is seeking their good are better than if we just say, yeah, you're doing great, doing great, dude, and they're not. We're leading them astray and we're letting them down. It's better as a leader to call out a bad thing than ignore it and sugarcoat it. And honestly, you'll be surprised at how many people are willing to take constructive criticism. Now, Keyword there is constructive. Make sure you're you're building them up. You're not tearing them down. Not everyone is you. Not everyone can be as good as you. I know. Personally, it's a struggle. I want to do things myself. I, I'm surprised we people, people do things differently. And that's just something we have to learn is that we can't do it ourselves. Um, and if they get upset, if you have a volunteer or a potential volunteer who gets upset, then you know that you have potential heart issues, something that needs to be worked on before they're ready to really serve with students, honestly. Um, if they're not willing to take criticism and grow and address it to help your ministry, then maybe they're not fit to be in your ministry. Number four, you want to look for volunteers that are unique, okay? You need a volunteer base that is diverse. You can't have 20 of the closest copies of you as your team. So it might be dope. Me, my second-hand person, pretty similar people. But if there was 40 of us running the ministry, it would be absolute chaos. When I talk about diversity, I really mean you need nerds, you need jocks, you need cheerleaders, you need theater people, you need people that can connect with every variety of student. I fall on the nerdy computer video game side. My athletic ability is little to none. That's who I connect with. Which means the jocks, the athletic kids, the kids who love sports, the kids who love to be outside, the kids who love to, uh, you know, get rough, have fun, go crazy on the field. 
I don't connect with that base. So if I didn't do my best to find volunteers that do, then I'm ostracizing an entire group of people. So make sure that you are looking for volunteers who don't just fit your cookie cutter mold, but are diverse, because you need diversity. And finally, number five, my favorite and most obvious of all, you need volunteers who love Jesus. We're really full of obvious things here today in this one, but it's important. I wouldn't trade a leader stalled in their faith for the world. If I can find a dedicated leader who is willing to uh, listen and grow and is solid in their faith, then I am good. Start there. Start at their faith. Make sure that your leaders are solid. Because when you have leaders that are solid, they're naturally going to seek to learn. They're going to naturally love. They're going to naturally pour out Christ in these students. So even if they're not the best, not the most prepared, first-time volunteers, never dealt with kids, if they have the heart of Christ, then I am willing to take them. And that is the most important aspect. So I'm going to run through these again. It was a bit of a long list, but when you're looking for volunteers, make sure they actually want to volunteer with you. And they want to volunteer with kids. That they're not just doing it because it's their job and they might as well do it one more day. And they're not doing it because they have to because of an ulterior motive. Also make sure that they understand preteens. Again, it's important that they understand why they do what they do, that they're able to connect, and that they're able to lead preteens in such a sensitive and vital area. You want leaders who are willing to learn, undertake new tasks, and develop as leaders and Christians. And you want volunteers that are unique, who want to grow uh, your ministry as much as you do, even if it's different from you. So you want people who can really connect with every type of audience. And finally, you want leaders who love Jesus, because that's the base of it all. Um, if we look in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 10, it says, God has given each of you a gift. For his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And that's really the base of it all. God has given us all gifts. God has given your community and your congregation gifts to serve. And it is your job to connect those people with those gifts. So remember, it's not just about finding the perfect volunteer. They're not all going to fit all these criteria. They're going to need work. They're going to need guidance. They're going to need help. And it's your job to help them do that and ensure that they are serving at their capacity. Once again, you're always welcome to email me, guys. I really appreciate all of you who are listening. Um, It really makes a difference to be able to see consistent people listening in each and every week. It's cool to see um, what you guys are hopefully learning through what I am learning as well. As always, I am learning alongside with you guys and sharing some of that information. So, that's it for today. Feel free to email me. Stuff's in the show notes if you want to look into that book. And I will see you guys next week. Later. Later.